Would you like to count us down? In five, four, three, two. I don't think I hit the note. Need to put that in the new Batman movie that comes out next week. They should. Welcome to episode 55 Santa Mirror After Dark. I'm Jeremy. I'm Stephen. And uh, what film are we discussing today, Stephen? Batman Forever. Yes. Um, yeah, against my, my better judgment, I, uh, I thought it would be interesting to uh, revisit uh, the Riddler before... Uh, before uh, the Batman comes out next week, but um, Batman Forever stars uh, Val Kilmer as Batman slash Bruce Wayne, uh, Tommy Lee Jones as uh, Two Face, Jim Carrey as the Riddler, Nicole Kidman as Doctor Chase Meridian, hmm. and uh, Chris O'Donnell as uh, Dick Grayson slash uh, Robin. That's directed by Joel Schumacher. His first uh, first of two attempts to make a Batman movie. And, um, yeah, so, uh, what do we think of Batman Forever? I enjoyed. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you want to uh, share some thoughts real quick? Well, I actually think Two-Face and the Riddler were very enjoyable. As a duo. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that was not the the rea- the reaction I was expecting from you, um, <laughs> because um, I remember we were talking before about um, how you aren't really a fan of Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, I thought he did a pretty good job, though. <laughs> no. The only issue with him is all of his characters seem the same. Yeah, he's like he's like hung like, on around every, like every movie, and yeah, it seems like when they brought him in, they were just like, all "Right, you could do that Jim Carrey thing that you do." Um, I liked how extra he was though as the Riddler, and how he had all these costume changes in the middle of scenes where you really shouldn't be <laughs> worried about what you're wearing. Yeah, the, the the costume changes were funny because, especially like the climax of the movie, he's wearing like that green 
like spandex thing and then uh-huh. just the next, the next time they show him he's like in this uh this glittery thing <laughs> yeah um yeah so i um was uh not really a fan of this movie going around this time um <laughs> now i only seen this one other time that was a few years ago i i decided uh-huh. to I decided to watch all the um, Batman movies before we saw Batman versus Superman, and I had I had the Blu-ray set of um, these four movies, like Batman through Batman and Robin, and like when I got to the Joel Schumacher movies, I, like I just heard bad things about them, so I'm like, oh, this movie's gonna gonna suck, but I'll push through it, and. Like when I was watching the movie, I was like, you know, it's not that bad. Um, <laughs> so for the past like, well, six years, I I just had it in my mind, like, oh, that, that Batman Forever movie isn't too bad. I don't I don't remember what, remember much about it, but it, uh-huh. it's not that bad. And I went to watch it yesterday. I was like, I was like thinking, like, yeah, let me watch that um, underrated Batman Forever. And then I watched it, and I was like, "This movie stinks." <laughs> um, um, now, I, I will say that it looks good. Like all of my problems, c- pretty much come from the writing of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this version of Gotham is just very different. <laughs> well, w- what happened was I saw this. Um, YouTube video about um, about this movie, and it was like they were going through the history of the movie and everything, and what happened was when Batman Returns came out, uh, Tim Burton kind of went uh, a little bit too far in his uh, macabre approach to, uh, yeah. to, the, to the Batman movies, and Yeah, because um, of Penguin? Yeah. All that. Yeah. And there, there was some controversy as to why they would promote this, um, like almost a horror movie, in a, in a sense, like not entirely, but there are scary things about it. Like why they would sell like Happy Meal toys for this Batman Returns, knowing that like the Penguin's going to bite someone's nose off in the movie and everything. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, what happened was a. They pretty much sat Tim Burton down. He had an idea for for third Batman movie, and the studio was like, they pretty much all but told him that we don't, we want to go in a different direction, and we don't want you back. Um, so they like parted ways, and they brought in Joel Schumacher. And technically, Tim Burton is a producer on this movie. I don't know if you saw that in the opening credits. Yeah, I saw his name on it. But I think the only thing that, like, the only hands-on thing that he did in this movie was, I guess he had a lunch with Joel Schumacher, and Joel Schumacher was like, I don't want to do this if you don't want me to. And Tim Burton was like, I don't care, go ahead. And then that was it. I'm certain that was all of the, like, that was all Tim Burton had to do with this movie. They kind of just... All but wrote him a check 
to um, not direct this movie. Um, I, feel, I feel like his essence is there, though. It is because, like, like for example, if I was just watching these three movies in a row and I got to this point, I wouldn't even know that Michael Keaton was not playing Batman until they show uh, Val Kilmer with like just as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the idea with this movie. Yeah, was, I didn't even know that he was recasted. Yeah. Um. Well, the idea with this movie was that they were trying to sell toys, and that's why, like, everything's lit in like neon colors, and everything's like vibrant. And mm-hmm. um, Michael Keaton said that like he didn't want to be. Uh, he he pretty much didn't want to be in a commercial for Batman, so he yeah. walked away. They brought in Val Kilmer. He did a okay job, not the best. Um, I do think he's better than George Clooney as Batman. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, he he's serviceable as Batman, but I just think that I'm I might have been spoiled in when it comes to Batman because I've seen Dark Knight trilogy many times and I've seen Ben Affleck's version of Batman many times. Yeah. That this even the Michael Keaton Batman movies, they don't hold up in the way that I used to think they they did. Uh-huh. Like I watched Batman Returns around Christmas a couple months ago and like I, I didn't really enjoy that either. Oh yeah, that's the Christmas version, and this is the Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I all but forgot this. <laughs> like the climax of this movie took place on Halloween, but um, yeah. So, um, I I only wanted to mention this once because I was watching this episode of um YouTube video by. They're called High Top Films, I think. Uh-huh. And they did like this 45-minute video about how they love uh, Batman Forever. And after I watched it, I was like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll let them talk me into liking this. <laughs> and <laughs> and they almost did. But the way, that, the way that he was describing the movie was better than like the, the way you actually see it. So... Yeah. But um, I found out through that video that um, in the vault, somewhere right next to the Raimi cut of uh, Spider-Man 3, there sits a uh, Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. Yeah, I was actually just reading about that. That is, uh, I think it's 45 minutes longer, I believe. Um, and I did see some like uh, deleted scenes from it. And like I said, the like the only problems I have with this movie come from the writing because it, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know but, how forty five extra minutes would add to it though. Well, there's this there's this whole dynamic that goes nowhere of Bruce Wayne dealing with the death of his uh, of his parents, and he has like these repressed memories, and. There's a scene in the Schumacher cut where he he like represses it because the way he remembered it was he forced his parents to go to the movies that night. Mm-hmm. 
And there's this scene in the movie where he they they like briefly mentioned that his dad had a journal for every day that Bruce Wayne was alive. And as an adult, he discovers that the last words in the journal say something like, um, like Bruce wants to go see whatever movie, but we want to go see Zorro, so he'll have to wait till next weekend. And Mm -hmm. he realizes that like, oh, it was my parents' decision to go to the movies. I didn't force them to go see this movie. It was them. And then he realizes like, hey, it wasn't my fault that my parents got killed. Yeah. But it goes nowhere in the movie because we just kind of learned that he's struggling with the <laughs> repressed memories and it's just never brought up again. So it might be interesting if they were to release the Schumacher cut. But um Yeah, I only wanted to mention it once because there's some other scenes in there like of um of Batman seeing large bat that he saw in his like when he fell down into the bat cave oh yeah like he remembers it as this massive bat and he has like a confrontation with this large bat in his subconscious so mm-hmm. there's there's some scenes like, like that or the bat yeah <laughs> um there's some scenes that like delve into the um the mindset of bruce wayne but i didn't want to uh i didn't want to keep bringing it up but mm-hmm. I just wanted to get that out of the way early because apparently there is a better version out there of this. Um, I'm not sure if it would be better. Like, I also didn't think the Snyder cut would be better or it even existed. Yeah. And, um, I also don't think there's a cut of Suicide Squad that is better than what we got in 2016, but who knows? So maybe there is a better version of this movie. Um, maybe not, but I I didn't like it. Um, I was almost tempted to even say that Batman and Robin is better than this because <laughs> I, I, I only one. I only saw it once, but I remember like Arnold Schwarzenegger is an idiot in that movie, and it's hilarious. Yeah, um, him and Ivy are in it, but I haven't seen it. And uh, from what I remember, Doctor Chase Meridian is not in the movie. <laughs> After so all that, it's like they set up this big love storyline with Bruce Wayne and Batman, and then it just goes nowhere. You know, this movie has everything. Um, it has yeah. love. It has <laughs> loss. <laughs> it has um, homoerotic <laughs> scenes, if you will. <laughs> it does. Um, and it has Alfred and Dick Grayson doing chores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Off friend, friends become enemies. Enemies become friends. Um, no, I don't know because I only seen the Riddler in two things. Is he like supposed to be a flamboyant character? Um, because in both things I saw him in the TV series Gotham too, and him and Two Face in this movie reminded me of the Riddler and Penguin on the show. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure because um, 
the like I I haven't read any comic books with the Riddler in them, but mm-hmm. uh, for, from all the pictures I've seen, he looks more like a um a, a, a cunning, smart character mm-hmm. as a, as opposed he's, to this. He's like a mixture of both and the TV show Gotham, because he is very smart and cunning, but he also is flamboyant too. But then you realize he was just using penguin and didn't really like him okay i'm I'm trying to think of a character that um that would sound similar to what i'm trying to explain i think the riddler is but i can't off the top of my head but um like almost like a this is gonna sound really dumb when i say it but almost like freddy krueger where he's like just outsmarting people Mm mm-hmm that's what I always thought the Riddler was, and I thought Jim Carrey kind of just played Jim Carrey in this movie, and they just let him go. <laughs> um, it's like yeah. they saw the mask, and they're like, "Yeah, you could do that." I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, because that, that's a good question. Because I'm curious as to what the Riddler is in like the comic books. So I might, I might look something up after this episode, but. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure what the Riddler is. Now, I so will say I'm a fan of both versions, like the movie and the TV show. Okay, I I did not expect you to like this, so I'm the surprised guy, to hear like, that. The guy in the TV show, I think I like better though. But but yeah, I liked both. Now, like, I I like the the effort they were trying to make because, like, with the way superhero movies are nowadays. It's like, you know, we got to set up the next six movies with this one. Like, even in, uh-huh. uh, even in Spider-Man No Way Home, they had to, like, kind of set up the next Doctor Strange movie because now we were introduced to the portals that Doctor Strange can make that could bring other heroes into this. Uh-huh. And it seems like the way superhero movies are going now, it's like they're just going to rely on bringing people into the movie that people notice from somewhere else. Like, yeah, like, like the flash movie. It's like, Oh, uh, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are playing Batman in that movie. You know them from those other (laughs) movies, right? That means this one's going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) And like bringing Deadpool and X-Men into the Dr. Strange movie. It's like, Hey, you guys know, know these guys from this movie. That means we're doing a good job. Doesn't it? We needed. We just need Deadpool and a Spider-Man movie. Yeah, but like, I like how simple this this movie is because it's just like, like it's it's just stupid and it just like stays uh, contained into Gotham. Like we're not. There's no like flash cameos in here. Like the only thing they do mention is that the circus might be half halfway to Metropolis by now. Yeah, notice that. But like, like, all right, all right, Superman. <laughs> like, but like, we don't see, um, like, um, we, like we don't see a news report of Superman or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. We're just aware, like, oh, Metropolis is a place. That was cool. Let's move on. But no, I, I did like the little um tribute to Adam West and Burt Ward. <laughs> I did like that too. 
it seemed like it came out of nowhere, but are we thinking of the same thing where um Robin says holy rusted metal Batman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did I forgot all about that. And like my my neck like snapped with how quick I like turned around and looked at the TV, the TV when I heard that because I was like, oh, <laughs> they, they did that. <laughs> um, before we go into the plot, I want to point out that um, you did say it was very homoerotic. <laughs> um, so Jules, <laughs> and there's a vibe that even like um, Edward Enigma wants to. Uh, like he has a, a crush on Bruce Wayne, so yeah. Like, but um, Joel Schumacher, who was the director of this, who uh, passed away in uh, 2020, he was a uh, he was a gay man, so that's um, probably where the uh, homoeroticness comes from. But mm-hmm. I like you it. Know, like, <laughs> like I almost wish that they would have just came out and said that. You know the the Riddler has a crush on Bruce Wayne. Like, yeah, come out and say it because it, it's it's all but said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially when they introduce um, Edward Nigma. Um, when they introduce him, like, you get the vibe that he just like he's in awe of working for Bruce Wayne, and now he finally gets to meet him, and just just like just come out and say that. Um, Riddler wants to sleep with Batman. Like, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think if it came out, like, maybe ten years later. Yeah. Now, I, I haven't seen that new Venom movie, but I have heard that that is very homoerotic as well. Is that true? Venom? Yeah. But there be carnage? Huh. No, I didn't, I didn't really pick that up, but... Okay. I heard it was, but I uh, I wasn't sure. So I was too busy cracking up at Venom going to a rave. Because okay. uh, <laughs> I that heard movie. that, I heard that, and I was like, "Oh, does does this Cenobite have a crush on Tom Hardy? Is that what's going on here?" <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he kind yeah. <laughs> or like, or like, is this this Cenobite gay? And likes this other man, so Tom Hardy has to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does like him a lot. Okay. I uh, thought you were thinking of Venom and Carnage. <laughs> oh like, well, no, that, that would be that would be something. <laughs> no, I was saying I was saying Venom. Let there be Carnage. The name of the movie. Yeah, Venom and Eddie. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we can delve into this plot uh, to the best of best of our abilities. Um, so I, I uh, we'll, we'll give our thoughts along the way, like we always do. Um, I, I did like the Warner Brothers logo morphing into a bat. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll always point it out in any movie we do when the the uh, the symbol for the the studio is. Uh, fancy for the movie because you know if there's if there's things we like on this podcast i think our top three things are uh movies having chapters <laughs> um slasher films and when um the the logo for the studio looks different <laughs> yeah 
those are those seem to be a few things that we always talk about on here. And when movies break out in the song. <laughs> that's what that's what we needed here is the a quick dance number with the Riddler and Two Face. They're really um, good. I mean, it'd be fitting, so so uh we're I I guess what's going on, the whole plan does not make sense to me, but uh Two Face is like robbing a bank or something and mm-hmm. There's a there's a safe and, um, you know, I, like I'm, I I probably couldn't even tell you what's going on here, but um, yeah, I wasn't too um sure. All I was thinking was, this is what um people like when people ask for like comic book accuracy. Mm-hmm. This is what they would want, <laughs> only because like the look, the look is yeah. Really- Comicing, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it and everyone's it, like, I don't. I wish they'd follow the comics more, or something like that. I feel like it's good to have change because everything would just be cartoony. Yeah, because like, for, for better or for worse, the the Dark Knight movies are are very realistic, mm-hmm. and and it's like, especially in the Dark Knight, like. Bane is kind of a comic book character, so he's kind of like a little bit kind of have to stretch your imagination a little bit, and mm-hmm. and same with Scarecrow, but like especially the Dark Knight, like it feels like that's a very like modern story, and it just feels like all almost too realistic sometimes. Like yeah, like the the people behind the movie were so full of themselves to make this thing realistic, and it's like you you almost forget that these are comic book characters and this is a story about a guy who dresses up as a bat to fight crime <laughs> yeah. to fight a clown but I do have a really quick theory though I feel like Jared Leto was supposed to watch Batman and the Dark Knight but he watched this movie instead <laughs> when he was <laughs> he studying ac- his character he accidentally saw Jim Carrey's portrayal of the Riddler <laughs> instead yeah, I feel like he took from Two Face and the Riddler instead. Yeah. Um, the the same could also be said for Jesse Eisenberg playing Lex Luthor. Yeah, <laughs> you could like, because he's he's another one who feels like a comic book character in like a hyper realistic setting. Mm-hmm. But um, <sighs> yeah, so. <laughs> So I, I guess what's going on here is that there so there's a hostage situation, I know that. Um they so it, it's 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 weird because what happens is Two Face says that he's gonna drop money on the people of Gotham. And if that's the case, like the the citizen should be applauding him. Yeah. <laughs> but instead of him like dropping money onto the city of Gotham. What happens is that the hostage situation and Batman, who I forgot to mention, shows up to this situation. Um, like, they're locked inside of this safe. And it's it's filling with acid somehow. So, like, no money's going to survive in here. So, is the idea to just kill Batman and this uh, this, like, security guard 
and then drop acid onto the people of Gotham? I guess so. That's what I got out of it. Like, So they would all look like him. The plot does not make sense to me. But, um... Yeah, there's, uh... Forgot to mention Val Kilmer's first line as Batman is uh, Alfred. It's like something where he's like, "Do you want?" He asks him if he wants food or something, and he's like, "I'll I'll, I'll get drive through." Then he just leaves to go to the situation. <laughs> Can you imagine Batman going through the drive through? I think that um, <laughs> that like wing on the back of his car might be a little too tall to go through the drive through. But we should, um, have, we should have got a scene. Might as well, he's on maybe. his way to the on his way to the scene to the crime scene, but he has to go get McDonald's first. Maybe it's in the Schumacher cut. <laughs> so, um, so Batman shows up, and uh, Two Face has some like mob men, I guess, whatever you want to call them. They try to shoot Batman, and they like shoot the elevator somehow. Uh, Batman does not get hit by a single bullet and hops out of the elevator. There's a fight scene that's like very similar to Arkham games. And um, yeah, so this is where Batman gets to the vault where the security guard's at. And this security guard is like straight out of a comic book. Like his lines, <laughs> his lines and his dialogue um, like Batman rips the duct tape off of his mouth and he just yells, it's a trap. And then Batman <laughs> gets locked in the, the safe with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow the helic. So I wanted to make the, a point. The that when, I, stress. when I was, when I was taking notes, um, I wrote somehow a lot in my notes. It's like somehow this happened. So <laughs> somehow this vault gets, uh, hung over the people of Gotham via helicopter, and then the the vault is filling with boiling acid. And then this <laughs> the security guard, oh no, it's boiling acid. <laughs> and it's it's like, yeah, this is definite like this guy's definitely playing this like a comic book. Yeah. They just told him, do your best um Distressed individual. <laughs> um, so Batman takes the guy's hearing aid, <laughs> and it's like, "Hey, that's my hearing aid," and it's like you're about to like turn into nothing in this acid. Why are you worried about your hearing aid? <laughs> yeah, that and, would be painful. And once again, somehow, uh. Batman is able to use the hearing aid as a as a means to crack the code on the safe, and then they end up getting out and dropping the safe back into the room, like perfectly in place as to where it was at. And um, I think Batman is still attached to the helicopter that Two Face is on. Um, so the. Like, the scene actually looks very cool. Like, Gotham actually looks like an interesting place. Like, it doesn't just look like like a generic Chicago or New York. Yeah. Um, and it's action right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do like how we're not spending, like, 45 minutes until we see Batman. Yeah. Um. So, 
they're like flying through Gotham and um like I I guess they fly through like this this eye thing and I don't I don't know what they're promoting but it's, it's a giant eye and they fly through it um Batman manages to survive this crash and is able to get inside the helicopter and attack Two-Face. <laughs> and I wrote this note that says, why does the Statue of Liberty say Gotham on it? <laughs> but um, I, I later found out that this, uh, that the name of the statue is actually Lady Gotham. So this is an alternate timeline where uh, not Lady Liberty. Gotham is in place of New York. It's funny because it's funny how they like with the cities and all that on the TV show Titans. It's actually set in Michigan. But Gotham Gotham also exists, too. And Batman exists, too. They just haven't showed it from where I'm at, but they're in like this normal present day Michigan. I was like, oh, okay. I was expecting Gotham and I'm expecting like these fake cities like metropolis is neighboring and all that like the movies no it's just michigan (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's weird that they would come up with these (laughs) these weird names and then they're like nope this is just michigan (laughs) yeah i like the lady gotham idea and all that yeah um yeah so uh two-face ends up crashing the uh the helicopter into lady gotham and (laughs) he like Jumps out in a parachute and manages to escape, so he's still at large. Um, I think Batman ends up jumping out too, so he lives. Yeah, and then, how do you feel about this version of Two Face? Um, because I know you don't like the Riddler. I mean, I think I think Two Face is actually worse than the Riddler. Like, I, I mean, it it depends what you mean, because like I like the way he looks, because it's very like looks like a comic book. Yeah, I like that too. The way he was acting at first, I was just like so confused because I always think of Two Face as the Dark Knight version. Yeah, um, where he's like super serious all the time. Yeah, um, this version is like the Joker again, but different. Yeah, it's like all like the only character that. Joel Schumacher and like the, the writers behind this or whatever, like the only character that they were familiar with was the Joker. Yeah, and it's like they just made made both villains just like these different versions of the Joker. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't like. I don't. I don't hate either of these characters. I think mm-hmm. they get they get to be a little bit too much, especially the Riddler later on. But see, my view on him was like opposite. At first, I was like, "Oh, here we go, Jim Carrey." So to get on my nerves, and then as the movie went on, I was like, "All right, I really like him." Like I hated that scene <laughs> of him going around the Bat Cave and throwing those bombs, which we'll get there later on. But I hate, <laughs> I hated that scene. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't like, I don't know, because I'm, I'm mixed on both of these characters because there's some good and some bad. You kind of just have to take it as that we're in a comic book movie and mm-hmm. like that's what they're they're trying to do is place us in a, in a comic book and not like this 
macabre or like hyper realistic setting. So, I mean, I do. I like the portrayal of Two Face in here. I just think that. I mean, I like, I like the look of Two Face in here. I just think the portrayal is just like too close to the Joker. Yeah, he was very similar to Jack Nicholson. I wonder if that's why I like it, but. Yeah, well, I was I was a fan of both of them. Remember the trick or treat scene? <laughs> yeah, that was actually funny. Like but, Alfred um, knew they were adults. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so w- we forgot to mention that uh, Doctor Chase Meridian shows up to this hostage situation, who's played by Nicole Kidman. Um, like her her job is to. And there's Drew like, Barrymore's in the movie too. Yeah, I, I didn't know that until I was watching it yesterday. I totally did not recognize her. Sugar and spice. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Dr. Chase Meridian, her her job is to like analyze these criminals. And I don't know why they brought her to an active crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's not in custody. They just brought her to an active crime scene to like analyze these people. Um Another thing, like in in the first Batman and in Batman Returns, like Commissioner Gordon and the Gotham Police Force are like clueless without Batman, and they like really play into that in this one. Like, I guess it yeah. became, I guess it became an ongoing joke that like, oh, the Gotham Police Department sucks, so they just like doubled down on it in this one to where like Commissioner Gordon is just clueless without the help of Batman. Yes, he, he has that um, spotlight. Yeah, he shines um, faithfully. Every time something's going on, they just shine that light. Um, there's a um, there's a possible break-in or a robbery or somebody needs help getting in their car because they locked their keys in. He's going to shine the bat light. <laughs> I even think at at the at the uh, suicide they th- they like shine the bat symbol to try to figure out if it was actually a suicide. Or is that Bruce Wayne that's there? Um I think it's Bruce Wayne actually. But um uh, I always get confused as to who knows he's Batman or not. Yeah, that's a that's a good point because I don't I don't remember if Commissioner Gordon knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. I want to say he does, but that might be me thinking of different stuff. <laughs> he does in I, some, and then he doesn't in others. I know in the Dark Knight, he does not know until the the end of the third movie. Yeah, and, and he doesn't even tell him. He just kind of hints at the end of the Dark Knight Rises that you know who I am. But um, yeah. So this is where we're introduced to uh, Edward Nigma, who works for Bruce Wayne, and like we already mentioned, he's. He's obsessed with Bruce Wayne. It's all but said that he's like in love with Bruce Wayne and wants to uh-huh. wants to be him and wants to be with him. Um, his research was stupid. <laughs> yeah. So, so what happens is, I guess Bruce Wayne's just kind of like observing the factory or whatever. Uh huh. And he comes in and it's like, let me see what the employees are doing. This employee is. <laughs> Trying to manipulate brain waves. <laughs> yeah, so he brings this crazy invention to Bruce Wayne and is like, yeah, we can 
I, I got this big blender that goes on your head, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it can manipulate brainwaves, make you feel like you're in a TV show. And it's like, like uh, he's, I think he's, it's like it's kind of cool, but it's it's almost like VR, but taking it a step past VR. Like uh-huh. you're like I guess in VR you're living in this fake reality. So I guess it's yeah. kind of like that, but just a step too far. So in '95, oh like transported into the video game or the show. <laughs> and we find out later on when uh, the Riddler and uh, Two Face are looking at uh, at Bruce Wayne's mind. And apparently, the inside of your mind looks like a 1990s computer game. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes. Yeah, so, so like Bruce Wayne's kind of interested in it, but he's like, we can try to figure this out a little bit. And he's the, Jim Carrey is like, no, I need I need an answer now. And he's like, well, if you need one now. I'm not going to do it because it raises. He said it it raises too many questions, and um, also like I guess the supervisor of um, this factory thing, trying to find his name, but I can't find it on IMDb right now. But he's like kind of telling him like, "What's that?" Fred Stickley. Okay. Yeah. Senior worker. Yeah, he's like telling Bruce Wayne, like, we shut this down this morning and he's not supposed to be working on it, but he's doing it on his own. So they like shut it, or Bruce Wayne like shuts it down. Then this scene's also like straight out of a comic book because when Bruce Wayne goes to leave, he's like, he's like, you were supposed to understand. I'll make you understand. (laughs) Um, so the reason Bruce Wayne like kind of leaves quickly is because Commissioner Gordon, or I'm sorry, what we think is Commissioner Gordon, has uh, turned on the bat signal. And there's this uh, there's this cool scene where Bruce Wayne like goes to his desk, and it like has a trap door, and then he just like slides down this big tube slide into the bat cave, uh-huh. and. And he, he just like dresses up as Batman and shows up to the bat signal. We find out that uh, Chase Meridian was the one who uh, sent the signal. Plot twist. Um, I'm not even sure what she says here, but she pretty much did it just so she could flirt with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Val Kilmer is playing this as like a comedy because he's like, she's like kind of showing her cleavage and he's like looking down at it. And yeah, so pr- pretty much there was no emergency, uh, just Chase Meridian wanting to, to flirt with Batman. That reminds me of the uh, Spider Man game where, or Miles Morales, where you have the activities on the phone that you can answer and help people. And somebody posted that they wanted a selfie. <laughs> I didn't even get. I didn't even see that one. I've yet to do that mission, so I don't know if it goes <laughs> into more. But <laughs> might be a trap of someone trying to mug Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. But um, yeah. So we go back to uh, Wayne Enterprises. Um, 
Edward is still like tampering with his machine. Um, the supervisor isn't having it and is like, we need to shut this down. Um, the thing I thought was strange is that, like, at the beginning of this movie, we're just introduced to Two Face. They're like, okay, here he is. He has a burnt face. Mm-hmm. And then the Riddler, because this was, at the time, this was the highest paid um, role in movie history. So we yes, have to... <laughs> he had to get a backstory. They're getting their money's worth, and they're like, we're spending the first 45 minutes of this movie with, <laughs> with Jim Carrey as the Riddler. <laughs> this big origin story. But, um... Yeah, so he has this, like, big blender that goes on your head. And he ends up um, knocking the supervisor out and trying out the machine on on his supervisor. So he like he like makes a pun. I can't remember what he says, but he makes a pun before he does it. Um, I should have wrote down all his jokes and all his riddles. I wrote down a lot of the riddles, but I did not um, not write down all the puns. I wrote down some of them, but. Um, so yeah, he puts this contraption on the supervisor's head to like take his brain waves, and it's just like an obnoxious scene of like them both yelling, and then like the supervisor sort of like loses consciousness. So it's just Jim Carrey screaming, and yeah, that's um, essentially what's going on here. Um, this one he kills him, right? Yeah, he somehow manipulated the brainwaves to like, I guess it's just taking people's thoughts so then you become smarter because you know what they know, I guess. This um, is why it raises too many questions. <laughs> yeah. So the supervisor is like, you're fired and all this. He's he's like, we're shutting down this. And he's like, you're fired. And so um, Jim Carrey ends up uh, pushing him out a window and staging a uh, a suicide, mm-hmm. and this cool shot of like the because he's like tied to a chair, so the chair is like tipping over the edge, and then Jim Carrey like stops it, like you think that he's gonna save him, and then he just unties the chair and just he just falls into <laughs> the the river to his death, and he yells, "Surfs up, big Kahuna." So that's one of the puns I wrote down. But um <laughs> <laughs> But uh it's it's just like way way too much because he goes on to say surfs up big kahuna and then he's like, Oh, a little rough on the landing. He'll have to stick with bronze. And it's like we're forcing too many jokes in here. <laughs> like we don't need we don't don't need both of them. We need we could just take one and move on. You're not Freddy Krueger. You don't get to do two, <laughs> two jokes in one. <laughs> yeah. Um, that reminds me. I mean, it doesn't even remind me of it, but I thought of your big break in TV and then Welcome to Prime Time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I I could see that. Um. Yeah. So the only, invest- only that part was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so the investigators show up. Um, Edward's putting on this sob story and he's like he was like a father to me <laughs> I was laughing <laughs> at the fake crying yeah 
it's like this big sob story of how he was a uh, he was a father to him and how he loved him and he's devastated. He's like, I don't know if I could work here anymore. He's like, I don't even know if I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he he like writes a fake suicide note from the supervisor. And he's like, I know it from his handwriting and his sentence structure that it was him. And he gives it to the investigators. And <laughs> it just says, goodbye, cruel world. And, <laughs> and Commissioner Gordon is like, yep, that was a suicide. <laughs> and like they established that the Gotham Police Department can't do anything without Batman. Uh, Bruce, <laughs> What? They can't do anything at all. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Bruce Wayne does not buy it. Um, now, is it on his desk that he gets his first riddle? I believe. Okay, so these riddles are strange because they're kind of like hallway cards or something. Mm-hmm. Um, or Valentine. Yeah. Yeah, similar to the to Valentine a couple episodes ago. Um, so the the first riddle is: if you look at the numbers on my face, you won't find thirteen any place. So obviously that's a clock. So that's the first riddle. Um, I don't know why I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I forget which one I didn't know, but there was one of them that I. I wasn't sure of until they said it in the movie. Um, yeah, so we go to Edward's house and he's kind of just making more riddles. We get like a a montage because he goes to he goes to Wayne Manor, and uh, it, it it's similar to that scene in Joker where he shows up to to Wayne Manor uh-huh. at, the, at the gate, and he just he leaves a riddle at um. Uh, the front gates of Wayne Manor. Um, so, um, for for some reason, Bruce Wayne just goes to visit Chase Meridian. Um, I don't really understand because, like, she doesn't know that he's Batman. So, like, why is this like billionaire showing up here to get clues on this like riddle that he has? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess he thinks that she likes... Well, no, he was Bruce in the scene. I don't know. Yeah, he's, that, that's why I was confused, because from her point of view, it's just this billionaire showing up to get advice from me. But, um, yeah, so he shows up, and th- there's a scene where it sounds like she's being attacked, and she, like, Bruce Wayne breaks down the door, and we find out that she's just like using a punching bag or whatever. Um, yeah, he, t- he takes the riddles to her for some reason, and he's like, or I want to know why this guy would do this, and, or like who he is. And I guess her uh, her expert opinion is that uh, it's a wacko with homicidal tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, right, good job. <laughs> did you did you did you notice the uh, Rorschach painting in this scene? 
No. Well, it's it's this thing on the wall. It's like the the ink blotches that you have to figure out what they are. Oh. And like what you think it is says something about you. But this Rorschach is pretty rigged because it looks exactly like a bat. And he looks at it and is like, what is this? And she's like, she's like, it's a Rorschach. Like, and, he, and he's like, it looks like a bat. And she says something like, oh, that tells me that you have a fascination in bats or something like that. So. But it, it's like very rigged that it, it obviously looks like a bat. So it's like the white horse one and Halloween yeah. two. Yeah, like it's obviously a white horse. <laughs> <laughs> There's no denying it. So when Bruce Wayne goes to leave, he says, I really need I really need to get you out of those clothes <laughs> and into a black dress. <laughs> and he invites her to the circus. <laughs> That's a way to break the ice. <laughs> yeah, so like th- this circus thing is bizarre because so it's it's on GNN, which is like their version of CNN. And like, when was the last time that like CNN has covered a circus in New York City? Apparently, this <laughs> one's well, this one's world famous, the Flying Graysons. Yeah, I guess so. They're like broadcasting. Oh, go ahead. Oh, you can go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say they're they're covering the circus from beginning to end on on CNN for some reason. <laughs> um, what were you gonna say? Is this the part where we get the brief um flashback as to what happened to Two Face? Um, we some, might hide some criminal through acid on his face. <clears throat> yeah, this might be it. I didn't take notes of it, but as he said, he he was they were gonna bring a bomb or something. And if Batman doesn't reveal his identity at this circus then that's it. <laughs> yeah, he's so yeah, he has two hundred sticks of TNT he just brought to the circus. Um Yeah, so the flying Graysons are are going on with their their trapeze skills. Um, Two Face shows up, says a whole bunch of nothing, and like you said, he's like, "If we don't, uh, if Batman doesn't reveal himself, then that's it." But <laughs> everyone's blown up. <laughs> but um, now, did you notice Bruce Wayne yelling, "I'm Batman"? No, because. because I didn't notice it either, but I I saw online that people were saying that Bruce Wayne is like telling people like he's like yelling I'm Batman, but uh, Two Face can't hear him. But like, uh, at this point, I feel like a bunch of people would just be like I'm Batman. Stop! Don't. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, because he, he he makes a point that like Gotham's millionaires are here, so. One of you must know Batman, or one of you are Batman. Yeah. And I guess Bruce Wayne is saying, like, I'm Batman, and Two Face can't hear him. Mm. But, like, someone around him must hear him. So, like, yeah. like if, if you're in public, in like a really crowded place, and you yell, like, I'm Batman, I'm Batman, like, 
people in your vicinity are going to hear it's you. It's going to catch on because people are going to be like, he said he's Batman. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so, uh, meanwhile, while, while the circus is going in, uh, it's like, Breaking out in chaos, the flying Graysons are using their trapeze skills to <laughs> get the to get the bomb out of the building. <laughs> um. So, uh, Dick Grayson is at the the top of this um this like stadium thing, and somehow there's yeah. a perfectly sized hole to fit this big bomb out of it <laughs> and slide it out of the building, and it falls into Gotham Harbor. So he saved the day. Yeah. It reminded me of that scene from the 1966 Batman <laughs> where, he's, where Adam West is running around with the bomb. And he's like, some days you just don't know how to get rid of a bomb. <laughs> Adam West's Batman was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I was actually tempted to change this episode and do, do that Batman movie instead because the Riddler is in there. Mm-hmm. I was like, like, yeah, we'll oh, is it the one with like the Riddler and the Joker? Yeah, I think, I think the Penguin might be in there too. But yeah, I think there's four of them. I think it's Joker, Riddler, uh, Penguin, and Catwoman, something like that. But yeah, um, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, so we learned that. Um, Three of the four flying Graysons have uh, fallen to their death, and uh, somehow they they do not bleed and they did not splatter after after falling to their death. Mm-mm. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what happens at the circus. Uh, Dick Grayson gets rid of the bomb, and the flying Graysons fall to their death. I'm not sure where Two Face went after this happened. I guess he just left. <laughs> he, he he does not get brought to justice. I know that. Yeah, they can't and, catch him. And keep in mind that um, that Dick Grayson is like thirty years old. So, um, <laughs> it, it. So we cut to I the guess next. He was supposed to be younger. <laughs> yeah, uh, are we I'm supposed not... to think he's younger? I'm but I was really, like, this guy is in his late twenties. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure because he was born in 1970, so this was 1995, so he was like 25. <laughs> um, but he even looked older than that. But like, yeah. but he becomes Bruce's foster son. <laughs> yeah, because in the next scene, Commissioner Gordon is just telling Bruce Wayne like, "We'll have to take him in," <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so oh alfred <laughs> i guess he's like taken like he has to be his foster home for the time being for whatever reason but when commissioner gordon leaves um Dick grayson is like all right i'm out of here and yeah, i'm pretty sure an adult man can leave <laughs> if he wants to yeah and uh, this is where we get that line where Bruce Wayne is like, well, where will you go? The circus must be halfway to Metropolis by now. Mm-hmm. And um, the they like, never got. Yeah. They like kind of sucker uh, 
Dick Grayson into staying. Of the um, motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like... I guess, like, all the motorcycles are broken down for some reason. And, <laughs> and Bruce Wayne is like, I wish someone could fix them up. I would reward somebody with a, with a motorcycle just for fixing them all up. And then Alfred comes <laughs> in with a, with a big plate of food. And is like, is Master Dick leaving? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he's just leaving. And he's like, oh, darn. I guess I'll have to feed this to the dogs then. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Dick Grayson like, changes his mind and decides to stay for the bicycle or for the motorcycle and food. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I would do. Yeah. So we get a flashback to, to Bruce Wayne's parents' death. Because, of course, we do. Because this is a Batman movie, so... You always gotta have it in every form of Batman. Yeah. You gotta watch... <laughs> always gotta watch them die, and always gotta watch Uncle Ben die. I'm I'm curious if they're gonna do it in the Robert Pattinson one, because... I don't think they should. We, we, like, we know it happens. But I also think it's just like an ongoing joke that you kind of have to do it now. We haven't gotten the Joker. Like, everyone sees the pearls <laughs> fall. Everyone sees their bodies drop. Mm-hmm. But... And this one, wasn't it roses? It, it's roses and there's pearls that fall, too. Yeah. But, because um, triggered by roses later on. Yeah. So this is what I was confused by. Is it this is a soft reboot? So like the only two recurring characters are Alfred and Commissioner Gordon from the previous two movies. Yeah. So in Batman '89, uh, the Joker was the one who killed um, Bruce Wayne's parents mm-hmm. when, when, when he was like a normal person before the incident. But when oh, I mean no. they, they they are implying that. Batman has killed before. Yeah, and, and we and actually I, see him kill. <laughs> and I, I didn't want to bring it up, but in the Schumacher cut, like the original script for that, um, like there's some controversy surrounding Batman because he has killed people. Mm-hmm. But it's not in this movie because it's like a, a children's movie, I guess. Yeah, um, even though we saw him kill at the end. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he very much kills uh, Two-Face <laughs> at the end of this movie. <laughs> but uh but yeah I'm 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 not really sure how that would uh like I'm not sure if they if they retconned that the Joker was the one who killed his parents or not but yeah but they they do all but say that Batman has killed before and it it doesn't help him um yeah I'm I'm not sure but Anyway, uh, Alfred and Alfred's talking to, to Dick Grayson. Um, he's like looking at his uh, what is it like his uh, trapeze outfit? Yeah, and he has a, a Robin <laughs> on his helmet, and it is, it's a little bit too much on the nose. A little bit, but um, <laughs> but what happens is um, a. Uh, like what happened was, I guess his brother's like safety thing broke, and he flew in like a robin to uh, save his brother from falling to his death. So I guess his nickname was Robin. So 
a little bit too much on the nose, but... We'll let it slide, I guess. And then Alfred is like, I have a feeling one day Robin will fly again. <laughs> so... Alfred's so dramatic. Yeah. So, so Batman is out riding around in the Batmobile for some reason. Um, he happens to encounter uh, Two-Face and some mobsters that attack him. Uh, like I, I, I just get the vibe that this scene was thrown in just so we could have another action scene. Yeah. Because I'm not really sure like how they even knew he was here and how they planned this attack. And there's like a um there's like a chase scene involving like a bunch of mobsters in cars that are chasing after the Batmobile. And somehow uh once again somehow um he Batman's able to like attach to a gargoyle that can somehow <laughs> support the weight of this of this car and he I just... noticed that a few times his little um contraptions are able to hold two people up <laughs> yeah like just a little bat clinging onto something that could easily uncling at any second yeah, like like this gargoyle is not able to hold thousands of pounds. <laughs> no. But he he drives the car like vertical up the side of a building, and then like these mobsters and cars like end up crashing, and there's just like a big fireball. So all these people died, um, <laughs> <laughs> and conveniently, <Yeah. laughs> conveniently, Two Face is the last one in the line. So he can stop before he's able to get into this like big fireball. So he can escape yet again. <laughs> so uh, we we catch up with the Riddler, and he's like he's trying to pick out his name, and he's going through like he has this like uh, like fortune teller thing that like I guess you can ask it questions, and it tells you oh, yes, yeah. yes, no, or question mark. Uh, which is actually where he gets his uh, green spandex suit from. Mm-hmm. Let's took it off of his doll. <laughs> and uh, conveniently fits perfectly. Um, <laughs> it's a little tight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's he's going through names, and he has, like, the Gamester, Captain Kill, and Question Mark Man, and Awful. The, thing, the thing just keeps <laughs> telling him no. And... It just keeps like pointing at a question mark, and Jim Carrey is like, "That's it." And yeah, so he's uh, getting his name. So two so faces going on rampages, and then Dick is discovering Bruce's alter ego. Yeah. Um, so, so Two-Face is at his lair or whatever, and, like, I'm assuming he is using his condition as a way of getting two girlfriends who can cook for him. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, I guess the the character of Two-Face is supposed to be, like, this conflicted person where he has to flip a coin to determine, like, whether the good side or the bad side take over. Uh-huh. But we don't get that 
vibe at all through this movie because he just seems like no. a bad guy. He seems like a bad guy all around. Yeah. He's just using he, the coin to make his... Like, should I do this or that? And he actually, later on in the movie, when he was flipping the coin to kill Bruce, he kept flipping it until it would land on the one that would kill him. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Batman even has to tell him, like, aren't you supposed to flip a coin? So, like, this obviously is not his, uh, like, his character trait to be conflicted. Yeah. Like, it's so, there, but it's not, like, not there at the same time. I think, like, this is just his excuse to just have two girlfriends named Sugar <laughs> and Spice. Yeah. He, he knows what he's doing. But, um... Yeah, so, so the Riddler shows up to his, uh... To his lair. Somehow he knows where it's at. I don't know how. I think he just walks in. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like, I guess the Riddler wants to. Um, so, does the Riddler want to get back at Bruce Wayne? And, and he want, fi- he's, he's trying to figure out Batman's identity now, too. Okay. Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, so he's like, we'll solve the greatest riddle of all. Who is Batman? And um, that's where I was confused as to whether the Riddler wanted to know who Batman was or if he just wanted to kill Bruce Wayne and Two-Face wanted to kill Batman. I think it's kind of that too because he keeps sending Bruce riddles and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh the Riddler does this thing, and it's like, heads we team up. Or no, Two-Face says this. He's like, heads we team up, tails we blow your head off for breaking into their lair. And it just cuts to them robbing places together. So, assuming that, uh, <laughs> that they're teaming up and he didn't blow his brains out. Yeah. Um, so, on the news, um, we cut to Bruce Wayne. On the news, they say that... Um, like the Riddler and Two Face are um, like terrorizing Gotham, and there's no still no sign of Batman. Um, Bruce Wayne gets another riddle. Um, this is his third one, actually. I forgot to mention the last one. I didn't write it down, but the answer was a match. I didn't write this one down either, but the answer is chess. So, a clock match and chess is what the answer to the three riddles are. Um. And so Dick Grayson is kind of roaming around Wayne, Wayne Manor and finds, like, a locked room. And he wants to know why it's locked. Like, he's very curious about it. But, like, you're a guest here. Yeah. Like, oh, I, guess go... I guess if you're staying there, then you want to know if it's not shady. <laughs> but Alfred is like, why... Or... Alfred says, like, that there's silver in there. And it's like, why would you lie and say there's valuables in there? Like, say that it's like... Shoes. Yeah, like, well, that's the shoe closet, or that's an old bathroom, or whatever. Like, don't lie and say there's valuables in there. <laughs> um. So, meanwhile, um, Edward's new invention called The Box has become a big sensation in Gotham. And 
Um, uh-huh. it, yeah, we, we learned that it like steals information from people's minds and it transports them to the mind of the Riddler. And they even say on the news, like citizens of Gotham say that this uh, turns people into zombies while they use it, but people still love it. <laughs> like, why? Why would you even consider using it? But, um, yeah, so he, yeah, so his invention is like taking off, um, despite Bruce Wayne shutting it down. Um, so there's like a montage of like him getting brain signals and like, you know, um, there, there's this, there's a scene of Alfred who is like, he, like he sneaks into the bat cave, which is in that secret room. And he like yells out for, for Dick Grayson to make sure he's not looking. And Dick Grayson like catches on and he's like hiding and then when uh, when Alfred opens the door, Dick Grayson does this these like trapeze tricks so he can <laughs> climb so he could jump into the bat cave before the door shuts. Yeah. And then he like falls down the steps, so he's so he sneaks in and then um, we learn that Dick Grayson's now aware of the bat cave, so he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Um we cut to uh, Bruce talking to uh, Dr. Chase Meridian again, and he's like kind of venting about his uh, his parents' death, and he's like, it, "It's it's the only Batman movie that does this, but I guess he has these repressed memories of his parents' death." Yeah, and he he like doesn't really like he doesn't really remember it because he thinks it's his fault. Uh, it's really weird because it, it just never happens in any other Batman media that I've heard of. Before or after. Yeah. <laughs> and he like he, he like kind of gets jealous because he sees that she has like a, a big collage of Batman on her on her desk. Because mm-hmm. like she, she loves Batman even though the same person. And uh, he pretty much all but tells her that he's Batman in this scene because, like, she makes a point to say, like, "Oh, you're jealous just because, you know, I'm interested in Batman." And he's like, "I I can't be jealous." Like, like he all but tells her. <laughs> um, just said it right then and there. Um, meanwhile, Dick Grayson steals the Batmobile, and uh, he's like riding around town. And lying and saying that he's Batman. Uh, it's a, it's like a bizarre scene because it's the only part of town that's like lit under black light. Yeah, like everyone's wearing these neon colors and everything. And I'm honestly not even sure who these people are. Random people, I guess. Um, like they're, like I don't know, they're they're like in a bar or something, and they like. Try to uh, like kidnap this woman or something, but uh, Dick Grayson is just like I'm Batman. I just forgot the suit, <laughs> and, and it's like if if you're lying and saying you're Batman, why wouldn't you bring the suit as well? 
But um, I, I just forgot my suit today. <laughs> but um, there's this funny scene where um, uh, when uh Bruce Wayne is talking to Chase Meridian, like Alfred does like FaceTime on his watch, which <laughs> I don't think was possible in 1995. No, just with his technology. He's like, he's like, Master Dick has taken the car. And he's like, oh, the Camaro. No, the other car. Oh, the rich car. Insert here. And he's like, no, the other car. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when it cuts to Dick Grayson um, driving around. But yeah, you're not that man, you're Bat Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th- I forgot that they're they're like making fun of Dick Grayson. They're like, his because he just looks so young compared to what people would think Batman looks like. Does he though? <laughs> I thought him and Batman. I thought they looked similar age. Well, I think it's just because he's smaller. Yeah. I don't think it's like the age. I just think because he's smaller. <laughs> but um, yeah. So so Batman ends up showing up, and it's like because he's like trying to save Dick from getting killed or whatever. And when he shows up, um, he, uh, Dick Grayson punches Batman and is like blaming him for the death of his parents because it's like the, um, like the, or I'm sorry, Two-Face wouldn't have been there if, uh, if Bruce Wayne didn't show up and then his parents would still be alive. Um, so, there's this I feel, like I feel like knowing Two Face, he would have been there anyways. <laughs> probably because I don't think he wanted much to do with Bruce Wayne. He wanted to know Batman, so I don't think he yeah. was there. I don't think he was there for Bruce. And he would have went regardless. But um, yeah, there, there's this like it's actually an interesting plot, I guess, where um he wants to or he he want Dick wants Batman to help him kill Two Face. And uh, Batman doesn't want to help him, and then that's where we get that long monologue that we were talking about a little bit earlier on, where oh uh, yeah, Bruce goes on about how killing people doesn't help in the long run, mm-hmm. and um, like because like once Two Face is dead, you'll still be left with that pain, and then you'll want to kill somebody else, and then somebody else, and then it just but. I always thought that dynamic of um yeah I, I never understood the idea of um Batman not wanting to kill people because like the famous line is that if you kill somebody the amount of murderers stays the same but like it really doesn't cuz you're killing a bunch of murderers so yeah but um so I guess um Edward has become like a uh huge celebrity in Gotham and he's throwing like this massive party at um wherever and <laughs> he's he like invites Bruce Wayne even though they're like enemies or whatever mm-hmm. and it seems like Drew Barrymore is more impressed with Bruce Wayne and it seems like Chase is interested in the Riddler or like yeah. Edward but like this is the only time it happens and then it doesn't really go anywhere <laughs> um, it's shut off. So 
Um, maybe that's in the Schumacher cut too. Mm. But um, there's a scene where Edward is dancing with uh, with Chase and uh, Bruce Wayne is kind of like wandering around the um, the party because, like, I guess you can you can use the box while you're here. So he's like investigating it, and then um, for some reason he decides to use it, even though he's skeptical about it. Yeah. Like, you're the one that said, no, don't do it. <laughs> and it's like, you have the biggest secret of all. So, you know, like, why are you, like, why are you getting in here if you think it's a possibility that like, you could take thoughts from other people? Mm. But, um, yeah, so Two-Face shows up to the party and I guess he was tired of waiting. So he kind of just shows up unannounced. And uh, Edward gets mad because he's like, he wasn't in on it. And he's like, we could have, <laughs> we could have pre-planned and pre-sold the movie rights. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, how is this going to make, like, just this one scene is going to make a movie of this big, like, heist at this, at this party. I guess so. <laughs> but, um, so uh, Batman ends up showing up and I think Chase Meridian is, is with uh with Two Face, but um Batman ends up saving her and she kisses him and then says, My place at midnight. And then it yeah. and it's it's like, why are you doing this here? Um in the middle of catastrophe. Yeah, so there's this like I guess they say it's phase two of this of this like plan to expose Batman or something. Yeah. And I guess the idea is to just go in like an abandoned subway under the street and uh like trap him underneath. So I, I think Two Face and his people go underground. And they like expose gas, and then they like light a match to like blow up Batman, which for some reason does not kill him. Oh yeah, his cape was like fireproof. Okay, is that what happened? Yeah, because I think it was like glowing or something for a second. Okay, I, w- I was confused as to how he survived that. I was like, but why then... is he ducking? <laughs> He's ducking yeah, behind his cape. That makes sense. But um, yeah, that doesn't work. So Two Face ends up shooting like a, a scaffold or something that's holding, holding this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. I noticed Batman in this movie. He takes a lot of unnecessary bumps. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like he didn't yeah, he... have to stand there and set on fire, and he didn't have to just stand there while the scaffolding collapses and it happens a couple other times too yeah when he just stands there and takes it yeah you're right um he's like buried under this rubble um somehow once again uh uh, dick grayson knows that he's under there and like like for some reason the police force isn't there trying to dig him out it's it's Dick Grayson who shows up to dig him out. Yeah, and, and do it. 
and they end up uh like he ends up saving him and digging him out from under the rubble um so i think they go back to the bat cave or wayne manor or something mm -hmm. and, and uh dick grayson is like you got two people here so you need a sidekick i could be bat boy or nightwing which nightwing is a reference to um i liked it <laughs> comic book character I like nightwing a lot more than i do robin but i like both Remember as a kid, Robin was my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I don't know why. I always like a, um, a live-action Robin, though. <laughs> I didn't mind, like, Nightwing in the Arkham games mm -hmm. and everything, but I don't like Robin in this movie and in Batman and Robin. But, um... I liked him in this. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I just feel like it should have been like a 15-year-old or something. But I feel like then you're kind of pushing like some strange, like you're it, it might get kind of strange if you're like <laughs> yeah, if Bruce Wayne's just living with this 15-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, so Bruce is, uh, venting to Alfred about Chase Meridian as She's in love with Batman, but not Bruce Wayne. Um, he pretty much tells Bruce that like it's okay to tell her who you are, and it's like I don't know why Alfred would think that because he never met her. <laughs> yeah, you don't know if she's a psycho. It's like you don't know what um, like you don't know what's going like what she might do. Um, so it, at midnight we get this like very like I guess it's like romantically shot because it's like she's she's laying in bed with like this the moonlight coming in her room <laughs> and Batman shows up and um like he, he goes he, yeah he, he goes on it saying something like um I don't even know exactly what he says but it He's like trying to convince her that, like, maybe like I'm not right for you or something like that. And she's like, "Well, a girl has to grow up sometimes, and I can't be with you because I I love someone else." And <laughs> we get this 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 famous meme of uh, Batman just turning around and giving this cheesy smile because <laughs> it's like, "Oh, she loves Bruce Wayne." not me or like she needs to move on from bruce wayne and not me but, yeah um what if it wasn't even bruce <laughs> some unknown third guy yeah or the riddler <laughs> so uh, speaking of the riddler we we uh catch up with him and two-face and they're like let's look at the mind of bruce wayne and like i said earlier this is the first time I think that we see like the process of kind of um, going through uh, like the process of seeing what's in someone's mind. Mm -hmm. And at first it looks like a 90s computer game that's like booting up and it kind of like goes further deep through the brain and I'm we not sure if that. I yeah, I'm not sure if I heard this right. 
I thought I heard the Joker's laugh, but I wasn't sure. Huh. I don't know. I don't know, because I actually rewound it, and yeah, I, I, I couldn't really tell if it was there or not, but it I'm kind of sounded... Yeah, it kind of sounded like the Joker's laugh was there. And then it showed that giant bat that you, you were talking about. And apparently that's all that's in his mind, is just a giant bat. <laughs> Everything else is repressed. And it's like, what other, what other person has bat on the brain? Um, and just because so, you're thinking about a bat, that makes you a Batman. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure if you if you like looked at Two Face's brain, like that's what he would be thinking about too, because he's obsessed with Batman. So yeah, there's probably a bat on his brain too. So Bruce Wayne is uh, randomly retiring, or Batman's randomly retiring because um, he found happiness. Yeah. Meanwhile, these two idiots are terrorizing Gotham. Like, why would you retire now? Um. Yeah, so Bruce talks to uh, Dick about not killing Two-Face and it's like it, it's almost like this, the same scene from 15 minutes ago again. It's like yeah, if you kill Two-Face you'll still be alone. Like you won't find happiness. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so it, it's randomly Halloween night so we're getting like to the climax of the movie. Um, Chase is showing up for dinner. Dick runs away. Yeah, he runs away. We see him take the Robin costume from the like the trapeze thing. Um, so we knew he'd be back. So it's randomly Halloween. Apparently, Bruce Wayne lets people pass the gates of Wayne Manor <laughs> and and up to the house to get candy. Yeah, like I don't know many like gated houses or whatever, but I'm almost sure that kids aren't going to be running up this long driveway to get candy, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure that the people that live there are not going to like open their gate to let children wander around like <laughs> yeah. five, 500 acres of land, because who knows what's going on there. <laughs> Especially if you have a secret bat cave underneath your house. Probably shouldn't be letting children wander around. No, definitely not. But um, Batman's or Bruce is having dinner with Chase. <laughs> she knocks over a rose, and it like triggers the death of his parents once again. Oh uh, yeah. And this is where we kind of get it's like flashbacks of the funeral and like his um his dad's uh, journal. Oh uh, yeah. Um, the journal. That yeah, and he explain. Yeah, and he, uh, so what happened was after the funeral, he, like, was running somewhere and fell into a bat cave, and, like, large bat was flying at him, which was the, uh, bat that's, like, constantly in his mind, I guess. Um, and there's also that therapy scene with, that kicks out with, uh, Batman, or Bruce Wayne and, uh, Chase Meridian. And um, and the Riddler and uh, Two Face end up going trick or treating, <laughs> and they sh- 
they show up and say trick or treat and Alfred falls for it somehow. And they were clearly uh, adults. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And it, they knock Alfred out and he like just falls and it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so uh, the Riddler's like exploring Wayne Manor. I think Two Face is like kidnapping Chase, mm-hmm. and Riddler somehow accidentally opens uh, door to the Bat Cave, and he's like, "Spank me!" <laughs> and that's where we have that cringe scene that I was talking about earlier, where um, he's like throwing the green bat bombs around the house or around the bat cave and destroying everything. Um, I enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not. But <laughs> anyway, they they, uh, they end up knocking out Bruce and they kidnap Chase to kind of hold her for like as a hostage to lure a Batman. I mean, they could just kill him, but they said, or Riddler said, if they kill him, they learn nothing. Oh, okay. I don't know what they're trying to learn. So, so, <laughs> um, so Bruce wakes up, and um, Alfred tells him that there's another another riddle. He's like, "We're five. It, it, uh, hold on. It says we're five little items of an everyday sort. You'll find us all in a tennis court, and they." to the conclusion that it's a vowel. And I don't know how they figured that one out. Yeah, I don't know. Out of a but, tennis ball? <laughs> <laughs> but, um... <laughs> like, how, how they find out... Like, how they come to the conclusion of this riddle makes no sense, because they're trying to... Like, figure out the clock match chess and vowel. Like, they're trying to figure that out. It was too then, convenient the way he explained it, and I don't even remember how he explained it. It's like they realized that in every riddle there was a number, and the numbers somehow like I guess they come to the conclusion that the the numbers match the letters of the alphabet, uh-huh. which are M M R E. It's like Mister E, mystery. It's another word for mystery. Enigma. The word enigma, and then the, it's like, come on. I hated it. <laughs> it. And that's how they get they come to the conclusion that Bruce Wayne, or that uh, not Bruce Wayne, that Edward Enigma is the Riddler. How they it's not real know convenient. that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know because it's not like he's wearing a mask. He has something, a mask covering his eyes. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's like on Riverdale when the one character puts on a blonde wig. Nobody's able to tell who she is. It, it's like Clark Kent wearing glasses. Yeah. And it's just like no one knows that Clark Kent is Superman because of those glasses. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. I guess we're at the climax of the movie. Um, Batman's going to fight Two-Face and the Riddler, but um, the like the bat cave has been destroyed, so he doesn't have his bat suit. So he he, it's a prototype bat suit, which is just like their action figure that they could sell, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So we get some nice shots of uh, 
Batman real close up, like the bat butt. They really had to throw that in there. <laughs> um, but he's like, should I go by sea or by air? Robin just pops in and is like, why not both? <laughs> and it, it's like, it, it's like, um, it, it's really cheesy. I'm yeah. trying to say, but it's like, um, uh, I guess Alfred made took the liberty of making Robin his own suit for some reason, and it's already made. So now Bruce Wayne or Batman and Robin could go out and fight the Riddler and Two Face, and that's where we're at. So um, Robin takes the the sea, and Batman takes the plane. Um. And they have this own line. They're the stupid line, and it's like, man's got to go his own way. Friend taught me that. <laughs> Not just a friend, partner. <laughs> and yeah, it's like they team up. There is a cool <laughs> shot of the bat. Were you gonna say? I'm like, thanks. There's a cool scene of the uh, bat signal in the air. And then a question mark yeah. appears over it. Yeah, I, re- I really did like that. They're like, "Who's doing that?" Uh, Riddler. So, uh, they're driving into like this weird giant blunder thing that I guess is getting everybody's thoughts or whatever. Um. So Robin's coming in by the submarine or the boat or whatever, and. Two-Face and uh, the Riddler are playing, like, Battleship over the thing. Yeah. And it Like, it, it's stupid, but it is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin gets blown up and somehow ejects himself before he's able to die. And he gets attacked by, like, underwater muggers. Yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> There's just this, like, group of people underwater that attack him. I guess it's the people and, that worked for Two Face. <laughs> and the the Riddler ends up shooting Batman's plane, and Batman jumps out. He somehow knows where Robin's at, and ends up saving him from those people. And they get out and swim to shore. That's where we get that holy rusted metal, Batman. <laughs> he's he's like what? <laughs> like he, he's like. Movie. <laughs> he's like something like it. It's rusted metal that has holes in it. Holy. And it's like, ugh. <laughs> That's pretty funny, though. Yeah. So I mean, but they get it. But no, at the same. Get in, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's funny, but it's dumb. Yeah. Um, they get inside or whatever. Um, Robin attacks Two Face, and uh, Two Face is about to fall to his death. But uh, um, I think Two Face says something like, "I'll see you in hell," mm-hmm. and then Robin's like, "I'd rather see you in jail." <laughs> then he saves him, and uh, Two Face just pulls a gun on him, <laughs> and Robin is just like immediately defeated because he has a gun on him. Like, oh, I regret that. <laughs> uh, 
Batman is in like this weird spike contraption that is like gonna crush him and uses like one of those bat claw things to like flip it around so he can get out. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. <laughs> Something. So he flips it and gets out, and then this is where the Riddler has changed his outfit. Again. And um Yeah, he changes it again and he's like He's like, you're the greatest riddle, and Batman and Bruce Wayne coexist. And it's like, I thought the greatest riddle of all was who is Batman, and now the greatest riddle is can Batman and Bruce coexist? So, I did use that line twice. Yeah. I guess there was a new riddle that was the greatest riddle now that the first one was solved. Yeah, I guess. So he's going to drop either Chase, Meridian, or Robin to their death. And Batman has to choose which one he wants to save. So, Batman is like, I have a riddle for you. And it's really dumb. He's like, I see without seeing. To me, darkness is as clear as daylight. And the Riddler is like, you're as blind as a bat. Uh. And he like throws a batarang at this stupid contraption, has everybody's memories, and he's like, I don't know, it, it, it's really dumb. <laughs> like, these memories are being drained from the Riddler, I guess. And... Diana's messing with think, his mind. I think he's, like, yelling bummer or something. And he, he still releases Robin and Chase, and... Now, I thought they were dropped down different holes, but I guess they're dropped down on the same hole. Yeah. How'd they get to the same hole? <laughs> I guess the tunnel leads to both. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how that works. Or it's big enough to yeah. let two people fall down. <laughs> so, we're pretty much at the end. Um, Batman saves them both once again, somehow. <laughs> um, he like I don't know he uses the bat claw to like save them or whatever um, Two-Face uh, is like down there in the con- like in that like whole thing I guess he's gonna he, like he pulls a gun on them and is like gonna shoot them and Batman has to remind him like you're supposed to f- to flip a coin to choose whether I die or not. And he pulls out the coin, and then Batman has a bunch of coins on him somehow. Some like I I don't know why. I was premeditated. <laughs> premeditated murder. It's not yeah. just murder. He's premeditating it now. Yeah. While <laughs> um, the Riddler flips the coin, he throws a bunch of coins at uh, Two Face. And the coins cause Two Face to fall to his death. There's like a brief, a brief scene where Robin is like considering saving him, but doesn't. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So Two Face died. died. The Riddler uh, is going crazy. Yeah, and we cut to Arkham Asylum, which this is the first time that Arkham Asylum is shown in a live action movie. Mm. Um, 
they, they bring in Chase Meridian to try to figure out Edward, which I think is like a a little bit too close to the <laughs> like too close to the scene to of the crime to like even want to bring her in to do anything. Yeah. But they're like he keeps saying he knows who Batman is. And she's like, I guess he won't tell anybody. I thought so he I guess... was going to like kill him if he said <laughs> that Bruce was Batman. That would have been a better idea. I wonder if they were going to bring him back, though, for the next movie or something. <laughs> That's why they kept him alive. I don't know. But, um, yeah, Chase is like, who's Batman? And he's like, he says, I'm Batman. And he's like, Acting like an idiot and whatever. <laughs> um, so she ends up coming outside and she's like, "Your secret's safe." Um, he's a wacko, which is like what she said earlier. A running um, gag, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so like, kind of tease a future with Chase and Bruce Wayne, which she's not in the next movie, so I don't know why they would even do that. Um. Yeah, she tells Bruce's secret safe, and then the movie ends with uh, Batman and Robin running toward the screen to uh, oh, the next movie, I guess. What's the bat signal <laughs> in the background? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Do you recommend this movie? Yeah. Okay. Conflicted about it, just because, like, even though it's two hours, it feels like it moves quick. Yeah, it's very fast-paced. I thought it was kind of dumb. Pretty dumb. Wasn't a fan, but... I thought it was fun. But yeah. Um, it was Batman and Robin. Figured we would uh, cover a Riddler movie before see the Riddler next week. With Robert Pattinson's Batman. Unfortunately, we're going on Saturday night, and we record Saturday morning, so we won't be talking about it. Yeah. I'm not sure. I want to try to do an episode about it, but I'm not sure if we'll get there. It's it's possible. Yeah. We'll do an episode on it next week or something, but we'll see. Um, yeah, do you want to uh, jump into our recommendations? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time to recommend some things you and me were recommending. All right. What would you like to recommend? So I'll probably just keep keep it on topic and recommend Gotham and Titans since I mentioned those earlier. Okay. Gotham is basically a cop show set in Gotham. <laughs> so it's more of like James Gordon type movie or show. Yeah, it's like a, a, a cop show. Yeah. Batman characters. But Bruce is in it, Alfred and all that. That's good. Does Batman ever show up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Last season. Like the yeah. that's interesting, right? Um, what is Titans about? Titans is basically like a um, adult version of Teen Titans, 
that's also live action. It's on HBO Max. So it has like yeah. it's Robin's like the main character. But you get like Robin and like Beast Boys in it. Okay. I th- I thought about watching that but I never got around to it. Yeah, I didn't finish it, but I'm getting there. <laughs> it's good so far. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Um I'm actually looking for a new show to watch. Um keep it on topic too. Um kind of mine is the um the DC uh show Watchmen, which is it's in the DC universe even though it's not connected to Batman or anything. But um not even in the DC universe, it's like its own thing, but it's a DC brand is what I'm trying to say. Um I do recommend being familiar with the comic book before you uh mm-hmm. watch the show because they do reference the comic book a lot. But um it starts off as like this so uh police officers are forced to wear masks to hide their identity because they're like targeted. Uh-huh. And a um a cop was in the first episode a cop was killed and it kind of sets off the chain of events to figure out who killed this police officer. It goes a lot deeper than that to like um like experiencing people's past um like figure out what Ozzy Mandius is up to, who is a character in the comics. Mm-hmm. So like it involves different dimensions and different worlds and stuff, but it does get to be a little bit too much. But um it's it's strange because there was never supposed to be a sequel to Watchmen and Twenty five years after Watchmen came out, they decided to make a TV show. Out yeah. Of it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty good, and it's like a worthy sequel to Watchmen, even though there really didn't have to be one. Yeah, I've been curious about watching it. Yeah, um, even if you don't read the comic book, you can watch the movie and kind of. It's really the only thing different with the movie is the very ending. Um, because the ending of the comic book involves a squid, and there's no squid in the movie, so <laughs> they, they do reference the squid attack a lot in TV show. So, like, as long as you can replace the ending of the movie with the squid attack, then pretty much mm-hmm. good to go. Yeah, I watch Watchmen. Um. I like so that I think a, next month as a catchphrase, watch Watchmen. Yeah. Well, in the show, the, the people who don't like the Watchmen write graffiti that says, who watches the Watchmen? <laughs> it's pretty cool. But, um, yeah, so next month on the podcast, we are doing uh, Oscar month, which we are sticking to movies that are um, nominated for Oscars, like, Mm-hmm. Best actor, best picture, you know, things like that. So, uh, Steven gets to pick the first movie for Oscar month. So, uh, what are we doing next week, Steven? I know we already did one from Best Picture without realizing before it was even nominated. We did Don't Look Up. Yeah, we did Don't Look Up. 
so we can go into the um best actor in a leading role category okay. and do tick tick boom oh okay one of my favorites from last year mine one of mine too i don't know if we're gonna dive into the actress part because i haven't seen any of those movies yet and i kind of want to do yeah. something else from best picture yeah, I'm not really sure where we're gonna, like, what awards we're gonna cover, but um, Tick Tick Boom definitely should have been in Best Picture, too. Yeah, yeah, and um, on top of that, if we have time, we're gonna try to do an episode on Batman, but mm-hmm. uh, no promises. But we will, yeah, make a make a valiant effort to do so. Maybe it'll be at the top of April. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? But yeah, I think that's all I got for this episode. This has been actually a pretty long one. Mm-hmm. So. Probably some technical difficulties along the way contributed to that, but again, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, you follow us on Instagram. We are at Santa Mira After Dark. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Santa Mira AD Pod, and through there you can find our personal uh, social media accounts. Follow us there as well. We do follow back, so that's pretty cool of us. So, <laughs> <laughs> not to pat ourselves on the back, but um, but yeah. So, do you have anything else? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention. Uh, Give us a, a rating on i on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and help us defeat the algorithm. Yeah, defeat the and, algorithm. Uh, defeat the algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk. And also, curfew is now in session.